Hey, welcome to the Monkey House Primates. So, thanks so much. I've asked around here to quickly uh, let you all know that we're in Sydney. We're about to be in Brisbane. So uh, very quick stop in Sydney. We're just here for a few nights. So come and see us. And then what are we doing? We're going up to Brisbane. We're going to do a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart at Good Chat. And we're also doing a couple of Dryer Dryers, our comedy festival show. It's the last run of the whole tour. So come on down, Brisbane. That's right. And in Sydney, we're at the Manning Bar and at the Chippo for the Who Knew It. Really pumped up. Hopefully see you all there. Uh, now on with the show. Ook, ook. What is that what the monkey say? Yeah, ooga cha cha. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week's episode of Primates is brought to you by me, Matt Stewart, and my 2020 live comedy show, Monkey House. I'm bringing it to Hobart for Fringe at the Edge of the World at the Republic on the 9th and 10th of January. Then uh, to the Brisbane Comedy Festival at the Powerhouse from the 10th to the 15th of March. And finally, back home to Melbourne for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the Victoria Hotel from the 26th of March to the 19th of April. You can grab tickets now with the discount code PODCAST and that gets you a real handsome discount via mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. That's mattstuartcomedy.com slash gigs. Now on with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates and popular culture from Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and I'm joined as always by the official second banana of the show, Mr. Evan Munro-Smith from the gaming show called Jiminy James, the Gaming <laughs> Jaming Show. It's good to be here. It's good to have you here. You weren't here last week. No. Did you just said always I'm here. Last yes. week I wasn't. Yeah. You've, you instantly made a liar of me. And how <laughs> I didn't dare, do that. How dare you? <laughs> You, you wrote this yourself. script. You wrote this script. I it says, not. always join. <laughs> anyway. What um, happened last week? I don't know. I think you weren't available. Mm. And your manager it sounds said. Sounds like me. <laughs> your manager said, please uh, stop calling this number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a manager. <laughs> oh, okay. I've got to make a quick call. Um, this week on the show, joining us back in the monkey house from the Do Go On podcast, which I've heard is a very good podcast, and the Book Cheat podcast. It's comedian and ass prod, or actually maybe just full prod these just a days. Full prod, baby. It's Dave Warnerkey. Hello, oh. great to be back in the monkey house. I refused to be on last week's episode when Evan wasn't on. Yeah, I was did. supposed to be on, but I said no. <laughs> now you're here, Evan. You're back. I'm back. It's so good to have you in, Dave. It's been quite a while. I know. How long has it been since I was in the monkey house? It feels like months. Before my time. Yeah, yes. before Evan got the official ranking of second banana. Which, of course, is the highest-ranking banana on this show. I, I think mm. I'm somewhere in the 30s, 30, yeah, right. 30-something banana. Wow. The first banana, uh, of course, was the banana in 
one of the Spider-Man movies. Um, oh, yeah. And I remember people think it was ridiculous that uh, Evan thought he should have been number one banana when this banana had been in a Hollywood blockbuster. Are you thinking of Banana Man? No, Banana Man. That's an English cartoon, which we should do at some point. Yeah, we should. Should We should do that. Jeez, that would have taken even less time to prepare for than this one. Oh, what's the, kid, the kid's name? Eric. When Eric. He ate a banana. Eric ate a banana. He became Banana Man. One of the bad guys was Apple Man. Wow. Mm. What, but what was the banana in Spider-Man? Uh, it was just a banana. Yeah, was it in Spider-Man Far From Home? I think so. Um, the latest Spider-Man film. Right. And he's in the airport. Yeah. And he has a banana. It's a pretty important scene. <laughs> and that's why that banana is this show's <laughs> of number <course>. one. <laughs> I understand now. I get it now. Thanks so much for joining us, Dave. It is it is really genuinely a pleasure to have you back in. Thank you. A pleasure to mm. be here. I like to have you in here because you can see me sitting in your chair from Do Go On. What are you doing in my chair? <laughs> well, I do this every week. There's so many other chairs. Just leave that one free. This is the host chair. This is where the big boy sits. Exactly. That's why you shouldn't be there, mate. <laughs> well, um, this is something you may or may not know, Dave, but Evan's favourite primate is the human, in, <laughs> in particular Andy from Toy Story. Evan, that's such an Evan answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I normally get guests to suggest a superior non-human primate to Evan to try to coax him out of this, to be honest, stubborn position he's he's <laughs> got into. Do you have any any calls for a, a superior primate? Who is your favourite primate? Oh, I've got multiple, but I'm thinking a chimp. Yeah, a chimp. The chimp. Evan, let me pitch it to you here. Okay. They're stronger. Yes. Way stronger. Like way Are stronger. They? Yes. How much stronger? Like they could rip your arms out stronger. Yeah, right. And could you rip? Your own arms out? Can you? No. no. <laughs> you've never done that. They're better looking. Yes. They're a beautiful animal. Come on. Do you think they're beautiful? Uh, no. Look, what about their smile is way bigger than a human's yes. smile? <laughs> way way bigger. I hadn't considered that. They're definitely, I think, at least in baby form, they are cuter than human yeah, babies. Yeah, cuter. Yeah. Human babies are ugly. Human mm. chimps. Human chimps are beautiful. <laughs> the human Z babies. Now, baby chimps are very cute, but I think they go in the opposite way. Humans like peak in their, you know, thirties. I would I'm, say. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I really am hoping. Fingers for that. crossed. Whereas a chimp, uh, they really peak early. Yeah, no, I think day dot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's all downhill from there. <laughs> By the time they're ripping arms off, um, <laughs> that's you know that's one of their most attractive traits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they're just a, they're just a Wait, great... I forgot. I'm, we're trying to sell chimps, Evan. Yeah. They're a great creature, Evan. What do you think? I don't. I, I just don't know if strength is enough. Can oh. I can I clarify, Dave? Are we talking common chimpanzee, bonobo chimpanzee, all chimpanzees? I, I'm thinking common chimpanzee. Ah, oh, the common. It's yeah. quite broad, chimpanzee, isn't it? As well, a category. It's well. It's. I mean, not really. It, that is. That's only two, I think. Um, but we're going oh, okay. just focusing on the common. Yeah, which is uh, Caesar from, oh, I forgot he hated those movies, uh, from the <laughs> what about, Son of the Ape reboots, which so, I yeah. love. One of my favourite on-screen heroes If you were ever. to f- fight a common man versus a common chimp. Okay, yeah. Mm. Look, I'd, I'd back the chimp in a fight. Great, okay. there we go. We're finding common we're, ground we're here. We're inching towards victory. I can feel it. But humans, you know, they can talk. Um, That's so annoying. <laughs> they can talk, but can they ever shut up? Yes. <laughs> Maybe not. But can they sing? <laughs> I don't know. I think 
I can't tell if Evan is considering this or annoyed by the, the suggestion <laughs> of a common chimp. I'm not this, sure if he's insulted so or intrigued. This is a common man. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you this. How about this? The best humans are better than the best chimps. Okay. But Great. on average, the common chimp is better than the common man. There's a lot of bad people out there. Okay. okay that's interesting. How many chimps have started world wars? But, I mean, the average human also hasn't done that. <laughs> Table looks like he's absolutely been gotten there. All right, let's get rid of the average human then. We're not talking. Right, just comparing it to the worst of us. Is that you? Okay. Well, better humans are better than better chimps, but worse. Okay. But the worst humans are way worse than the worst chimps. Admit that. All right. All right. I'll admit that. I'll concede. What about? That. But something you are also forgetting. What he puts up as the best human is Andy from Toy Story. What's so good about him? Good question, Evan. Uh, I don't think you've ever convinced me of this one. Yeah, what's no one's ever it? asked me this before. Uh, you like many, his legs? How many <laughs> arms has he ripped out of their sockets? Yeah. Uh, if anyone, no, none. That I other mean, kid, the Sid, other kid, yeah, Sid. Sid is more. That's his sort of game, the ripping things apart. Mm. Where do you sit on Sid? Not a fan. Terrified okay. me as a child. Terrified me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was scared of Sid. That was very scary. Well, more his his mutilated toys, I guess. Who, ah, well, joke's on you there. You shouldn't have judged that book by the cover because then they turn out to be a friendly gang of misfits. Spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, I've only seen number one. We that entire... is number one. Yeah, that's... Okay. I, <laughs> you, did, you, you didn't <laughs> open remember. your eyes before the I end of the scene. <laughs> I ran out of the theatre when I saw them. Saw that kid's movie as a kid. And anyway, um, <laughs> chimps are better than Andy, let's be honest. Yeah, I well, I agree with that. Evan. Evan, uh, have I convinced you? I don't think so. Okay, damn. Did, did I come even a little bit close? I didn't, did I? I didn't. I never had a shot here. Yeah, it almost feels like we're shitting up against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a saying. I've done that a lot today. <laughs> what is what is the saying? Uh, Talking to a brick wall. Yeah, it. it's a bit like what that. What have I mixed? I've mixed that with someone else. <laughs> I don't know. Shitting. I've mixed that with shitting. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't back down now on, on my Andy from Toy Story. Evan, another one of your favourite humans. Yes. Is he up, maybe up there with Andy is Dr. Fraser Crane. Yes. You love, you love this sitcom. Is this one of your favourite comedies? Yeah, it's one of my favourite shows of all time. So this is what our topic today, Dave. Um, you might have been wondering why we just sat together and watched an episode of Frasier. <laughs> I was wondering why no one turned it off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Evan took a sip of water at the wrong time. Sorry, Evan. <laughs> 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 so, Are we really going to sit here and watch this whole episode? <laughs> It was funny because Evan's coming from a place of a genuine love. He loves this series. I did not know that going in. I apologize. And Dave <laughs> had never seen an episode. It feels like it, in Australia, it would have been hard to avoid it. It, it, yeah. it would come on, and I just didn't really ever watch. Like I don't really, I didn't really even know the dynamic. I knew that he yeah, had. That's a, hard. I knew it was his brother. I knew that that was his dad. And then I was waiting for the little dog Eddie, my, the only character oh. I could name apart from Fraser, and he never came on this episode. Yeah, it was not in the episode. Where is he? It's also a weird first episode to watch because you don't see Fraser on the, doing his radio show at all in this episode. Which normally, I think, in almost every episode, you'd see Fraser doing his show. It's almost like Seinfeld stand-up section is. Phrases, kind of. Talk back yeah, most of them would probably open with him on his radio show. 
typically, I think. With his famous catchphrase, Dave, as you know, what did he always say on the radio there? Hello, you're on the air. It's <laughs> pretty close. He's <laughs> like, I'm listening. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. That's his thing. That's his thing. <clears throat> so this episode, uh, it's pretty deep into it as well. So it's season seven, episode 19. Right. And Evan, is it a nostalgia thing for you? It It is a nostalgia thing. Um, but I also, I think, objectively, I think it's better than other sort of American sitcoms. I never really got into Friends. I've seen a bit of that now, like I have seen it. But at the time, I had I never really got into it. Um, I, I just feel like... It, Frasier caught me for some reason. I think it. I think it might be better than other sitcoms of the time. Right, which includes like all the modern greats, you know, the big time um, classic sitcom things. That might be just me talking from because that was my childhood. But right, you've got right. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Well, I also loved Seinfeld. Friends, everyone loves everyone Raymond. Loves Raymond. Yeah, right. Hey, Dad. You know all the big ones. All the big. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kingswood Country. So all the all the big sitcoms. I'm trying to think. What they were probably the big four: Raymond, Seinfeld. Yeah. What else was there? Just was, shoot me. Uh, the one where Paul Blart, Mall Cop, is a mailman or something. Like King and Queens. King <clears throat> and Queens. Yeah. I, know, I never saw a lot of that. Nightmare but it did have George Costanza's dad in it as 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 Paul Blart's dad. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh. that was probably after. Seinfeld. Home Improvement or was that? Dark? Oh yeah, Home Improvement. That was huge. That was apparently a huge blockbuster show. But was that done by the time? That that finished that in 90s. the 90s, right? That was at the same time as Seinfeld and others. Seinfeld oh, yeah. was 90s. Well, Frasier kept it going into the two, 2000s. Yes. But Frasier did begin, because this is season seven in the year 2000. That means it probably began in like 94, right? Yeah, 93, 94. So, um, yeah, I think they were all on it at around relaxed. the same time. Yeah. So Roseanne was another big one. Yeah, that was probably yeah early-ish as well. But yeah, yeah. no, so there were nineties does feel like the big time. But that might just be oh Cheers, which was earlier, obviously. Right, this, yeah. this is a spin-off of Cheers, you know that day? Yes, yeah. I have seen a bunch of Cheers. Which and is quite a different show. Yeah, and I quite like you know, I haven't I seen Cheers. much of Cheers. Did you uh, recognize Frasier's character? Do you remember his character from Cheers? Yeah, I remember his character. It did strike me watching that show, it did feel a little bit like an episode of not quite the same pace, but like of the Big Bang Theory, but they've dropped in one ca- Shakespearean character, and that was Frasier. Right. So that's what it felt like. Just these little, these little mannerisms. He just goes off in a little speech over here. <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah. He does have a little bit of the uh, succulent Chinese meal. Yeah. About him. He just goes off into a. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, uh, initial release was September 1993. Mm. Right. Um, and that, I'll, let me look this up, but there were some, they rewrote the character quite a bit to when it started. Like I remember, for instance, in Cheers, Fraser's dad was dead. That was mentioned, but they, the, you know, they retconned oh. that so that he had a, mm. a living dad uh, so much alive that he was in, in the same apartment <laughs> with that ratty old chair. And his yeah. dog, Eddie. Which I did notice the chair. I said to Matt, oh, ugly chair. And he said, that is a big part of the show. Is, his, is his mother dead in yes. this, this in Frasier? Yeah. So in, in Frasier, Frasier, his, uh, yeah, so his dad is alive, um, but got he was he's a police officer and got shot. Oh, and so he, right. he walks with a uh, cane. Didn't um, think the actor was really nailing the walking with a cane. Did sort of look like a man just walking whilst holding a cane. And right. I thought, 
So he's been doing that. That wasn't just like that week's episode. No, no, no that's that's he his... was shot as a cop before the season started. That's why I had to <laughs> yeah. move in. I really would have thought they would have done a bit of uh, movement work with the actor there. <laughs> yeah, I've recommended yeah, you know, That never really stood out to me. Yeah. I guess let's talk specifically about this episode and then I can um, I can give you some of those facts. I found a, uh, a uh, an article about some of the some f- broader phrase of facts. But this episode, so it's season seven, episode 19. It's called Morning Becomes Entertainment. And I was trying to figure out what the... Normally, most of the names of the episodes uh, plays on words of some sort. Apparently, according to IMDb, uh, the title is a comic parody of the play <laughs> cycle Morning Becomes Electra," written by American playwright uh-huh. Eugene O'Neill, premiering in 1932. Oh, okay, right. Oh, I've covered one of his plays on uh, Book Cheat. Right. Hmm. Long so, Day's Journey Into Night. So there are, like, you know, there's sprinkling of, of uh, highbrow, things like that. That I miss and assume are funny. Yeah, right. That I think that's one of their best tricks. <laughs> you go, I don't, I don't get that reference. Must be funny. I'm sure it's good. <laughs> um, the other that was one of two trivia facts from IMDb. The other one is in this episode, Martin, which is his dad, uh, his eyesight is has deteriorated to the point where he can't even tell the difference between a coffee cup and a cream server at the cafe. Imagine. As a result, he buys glasses. In the following episode, there are several scenes of Martin comfortably reading both the newspaper <laughs> and the Seattle Sex Press without glasses. Wow. I'd love to know what that means. <laughs> Haven't you remember the Bit Seattle Sex Press? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. It sounds hot, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, uh, So this episode, I'll read the synopsis off uh, Fraser.fandom.com, which I assume you're a moderator of. <laughs> Uh, it says, is Fraser, is Fraser camera ready? His broom riding agent thinks so. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a free way of saying which, I think. Yeah. Right. Um, while Fraser's uh, radio show is off the air during contract negotiations, his shrewish agent, BB, quickly switches him over for a week as a temporary host for a local television talk show with Roz. Which is his producer on the show, on the radio show, Dave. But when Roz gets sick, almost comically sick. Oh, was that Roz? That was the producer that yeah. got sick. Yeah. Right. Okay. Gotcha. For yeah. some reason, she was going to co-host this yeah, morning TV show, but... having never been even on the radio. She's not no, even. She she's is on the radio a bit. I get they as have a, a bit in of... the producer role. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I guess they are sort of a duo in that way. Kind of. Yeah. Right. They have a bit of interplay on the air. Um. So Roz gets sick, and it's at the very last minute. There, the producer goes, "All right, we'll do a rerun instead." Obviously, Fraser can't host it by himself, mm. and his uh, his manager BB swoops in to fill the void and falls in love with the spotlight. What's more, the harpy Jesus's <laughs> synopsis has had a few cracks at it. <laughs> What's more, the harpy hopes to get her hooks in Fraser enough to convince him to forsake radio psychology in favor of TV celebrity. Back home, Martin proudly displays his new pair of glasses, blissfully unaware that he's actually sporting ladies' specs. Very funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a that was the that was the B plot. Funny that, plot line that Fraser's dad wore women's glasses yeah. and didn't know. So it's not one of the best episodes of Fraser. I'd yeah, I was I I, I think my. Um, my experience was heightened by sitting next to someone I knew had never watched it before. It was honestly the best episode I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, yeah, I was sort of cringing through it a little bit, but I think that was probably in large part because I knew Dave was watching it judging 
Uh, going, will I ever watch this again? The answer, <laughs> no. <laughs> I quite liked the the TV, the, the morning show plot line. Yes, which is, I fun. mean, one of the key parts of why we're talking about on this episode. Yes, we haven't gotten to that yet. No, so they he just has it for one week, five days. I think maybe on the second day they set up a cooking segment. And, no, uh, it's the Thursday. Oh, the Thursday. Yeah. Sec- so the second last day they set up a cooking segment. Thanks for pulling me up there. We would have got emails. Um, <laughs> And at the last minute, uh, they go, we've got a great uh, someone for you to play off in this cooking segment. Yeah, so the the, the dynamic that, that is kind of set up here, because BB, his his devilish agent, uh, shrewish, <laughs> just, you know. the um, I think she's just good at her job, right? Yeah, no, well, that's like, the thing. What? I think BB's a really fun character because she is, she's she's like, in terms of her values, she's the antithesis of Frasier. She's manipulative and and evil. Um, like to the extreme, but she is also very good at her job, and so Frasier sticks with her. Like there, there is an episode where he dumps her as as his agent because he gets sick of how manipulative um, and dishonest she's being. But it's funny, right? Because it's sort of he's kind of um, he, he's more putting on as a front that he's more moral than she is, but he's yeah, always it's, easily it's, manipulated in, and she knows that she can easily do that. Yeah, it's one so of I don't his know if she's flaws. quite the antithesis. She's just a little bit more honest about it's, it. Yeah, she's the opposite of what what Frasier kind of aspires to be, I guess, right. or what he yeah. what he pre- how he presents himself. But um, it d- deep down, he's uh, you know he's he's very egotistical and he he loves all this stuff, as you see in the show. Like he he loves doing this TV stuff. Um, so the, the, the dynamic of this of the the morning show that happens is so if, when BB sort of stepped in at the last minute uh, for Roz. And they start the show. So Frasier starts off with a, a monologue about how important the morning is or, or whatever he's doing <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Um, something philosophical. And Maybe BB, it had Latin in it or something about I don't am. Know. Well, it was more, it was because the, the show was called AM Seattle. And, he, and then he was saying am, the am. Like the like who I am. am I, who I am. And then they, and the producers in the background going, Banter, banter, <laughs> which would have clearly been picked up on the mic. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a weird yeah. thing to have heard at home. <laughs> Can I yell, yell in a live TV studio, banter, banter? So BB uh, interrupts and goes off on another tangent. And that's kind of the dynamic of the, the morning show, right? So Frasier, you know, he's taking it very seriously. And then BB comes in and messes it up for him. Uh, and so that's what they kind of do with, with the, the the cooking segment on the Thursday. Frasier goes in to do a, a serious cooking segment, and then BB comes in, and she's uh, she's organised for uh, is it, it's Bobo the cooking chimp, <laughs> and Bobo the cooking chimp. Fraser sort of uh, laughs him off as as probably not not worthy of him as competition, <laughs> but uh, Bobo. Really rips it up in there. Oh, yeah. The way he cracks that first egg. Oh, yeah. And what a smile. Am I right, Evan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing common about it. Beautiful yeah. smile. Doesn't show much strength, though. Oh, he cracks the shit out of that egg. <laughs> he does. But that's, you know, uh, most people could crack an egg. I could not. So I was impressed. <laughs> then they, they, they were re-watching the episode later on that night back at home. And uh, and Daphne, uh, Fraser's dad's carer. Yep. Says something. Like Fraser goes, this scene was all improvised. <laughs> and Daphne has a little waggish comment about it. Oh, it looks like you've been working as a duo for years or something like that. Very funny yes. stuff. Dave? Very intellectual, <laughs> I think you'll say. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think it, I don't think he gets it. 
Are you looking at him like, is this a bit over his head? Maybe. You don't get it. He, so Fraser's been brought down to this level of, of a common entertainer on TV with a chimp. But he's a psychologist. It's funny. Right. Psychiatrist. Is that right? Yeah. Right. You have seen it before. That was a little <laughs> test. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, the chimp, I think that performance from Bobo, who we can't find who the actor is, but a fantastic No, usually we can find this out. Because you'd think that's a breakout performance. Obviously, this was in a pre-9-11 world, Dave. This was in the year 2000. Wow. Okay. And in the pre-9-11 world, things were a little different. Um, you normally had chimps and other primates playing themselves on shows. Well, not necessarily themselves. They were acting, though. Uh, CGI is taking the place. Now Andy Serkis would, would play that part. Right, and that only happened in a post-9-11 world. Yeah, I think it was. It was a, a strange side effect. It was. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. Right. Um, and we're not still not sure if it was a coincidence or, or there's a causal link. We're not sure. But... Um, I should say, I normally forget to do this, but Keelan Maddox suggested this episode as a topic. Keelan? Keelan from New York City. And they said, uh, and under the part where it says, why do you suggest it? They said, because it's Frasier, <laughs> but it also features a chimp on a cooking show. And I think that sums it all up pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that is, yeah, that is exactly why we've done it. Um so thank you so much for that suggestion. Uh, there is a link in, in the show notes always if people do have suggestions, and I do look through it on the semi-regular. Um, yeah, what did you think of this episode, though, Dave? Did, like, you're playing it up like you hate it. Is that is that genuine? Did you see any sort of – was there any bits that got you in the in the funny bone? Uh, I did not I, – I wouldn't say I hated it. I wouldn't say I hated it. I just did not enjoy it. I'll take that. It. <laughs> yes, I just did not enjoy it in any way. I didn't – Really, wasn't really grabbed by it. Yep. It is a surprise that that ran for 11 years. Yeah, and won quite a lot of Emmys. Yes, I was looking at 37 or something, high 30s in Emmys, which is unbelievable. As the episode goes on, uh, Frasier, he really enjoys his time on the show, doesn't he? He loves doing TV. Yes. But it also works successfully as uh, BB, his shrewdish manager's um tactic of getting him a better radio deal because mm. he's very popular on TV, gets him a much better deal on the radio. Um, Including a extra week of vacation. Extra yeah. week of vacation. These are lovely little details. Yeah, and a handsome raise. Beautiful. Uh, but he also gets offered a full-time part on the TV show. And yeah. that, that offers a real dilemma to Frasier. Um, and luckily, as Niles, his brother, even says, he's backstage where they're having this discussion. He says, luckily... <laughs> Minutes before walking on <laughs> live TV. Yeah, he, he walks back into the into the uh, backstage area and says, luckily, Dad choked on that peanut, otherwise I wouldn't have come down here to get a water. Yeah, I, did, I enjoyed that. That, that was a bit <laughs> of fun, like that sort of unnecessary explanation. Yeah. Mm. That, Be- that... Because it also implies that his dad is still choking still on the choking. peanut while he's there having that conversation. <laughs> he shows no urgency to get back there. Mm. Uh, and you assume he di- he died until later in the episode where you see that he's still wearing those funny oh, ladies' glasses. Yes. <laughs> you don't think that's funny that he was wearing ladies' glasses? He didn't realize that. This so also pre nine eleven there were ladies' glasses. You know that's not really a thing. I feel like it probably is still a thing. They still have got yeah. Like, no, I got, I mean, I got I, glasses. I, I got not glasses. Too long ago. Yeah, I got glasses recently. She said these are the male ones. These are the unisex ones. These are the oh right. Oh, there female. you go. Well, I better double check. I didn't get ladies' glasses. <laughs> you look silly. Because <laughs> his frames actually, I think they would have probably looked real ridiculous 
for the time. Yeah. But now they kind of look. They were pink or something? Or they were green. Or, they were green. see-through green. Mm. Uh, who sang "Fuck You" and other great hit songs? <laughs> um, <laughs> apologies for that. Oh and no! That's sort of Fraser. What I did there was a bit of wordplay, mm. um, which is which. Unfortunately, Fraser's not on air anymore. Silver Green's of... a bad person, isn't he? Is that? Oh. Look, we're not here to cancel any <laughs> okay. anyone necessarily, or are we? Evan, do you want to bring uh, that up in this episode about Fraser? No. Your favourite guy I've, I've heard isn't the best either, to be honest. Kelsey Grammer. Or is he? Is that not a thing? Uh, he definitely... Look, he's had a tough life. Has he really? Yes. Oh, we might have talked about this on his Beast episode. But yeah, probably, yeah. So many of his siblings died tragically. Oh, God. He did tell me that. Yeah, he um, sounds... It's like a, almost like a family curse. Yeah, yeah. Definitely his personal life has been difficult. But then he, I mean... <laughs> I, what, I don't know but what the bad also, things he's done, but he I know he ate a burger naked or something. Yeah, no, that's he a, ate a, 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 he had a salad. I okay, think he, where did he eat a burger naked? What the hell? I was, no, I think what happened was his clothes got damaged and then he... We talked about this on an episode about... I don't remember Marvel's the story the behind that. Uh, let me look it up. Kel, Kelsey Grammer. Naked burger. Grammer naked. I think I'm actually... I'm merging uh, the Hoffman... Not Hoffman? Hasselhoff burger story with the Kelsey Grammer nude um, uh, pasta photo. Uh, it says exclusive. This is a Daily Mail article. Of course it is. Exclusive. Everything smelt. Kelsey Grammer, 61, strips to eat dinner in the nude following a skunk attack in newly surfaced Instagram <laughs> snap. It's a kind of comic scenario that would embroil his character, Frasier. Ah. In a newly unearthed Instagram picture, newly unearthed Instagram picture, that just means they found a yeah. picture that was posted a while ago. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer Disguising sits... Disguising old news. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey Grammer sits fully nude at the kitchen table as he prepares to eat his pasta dinner. Speaking exclusively to Daily Mail, I can't wait to find out who this person is that they've got exclusively. I bet someone who saw the Instagram photo. <laughs> Speaking exclusively to DailyMail.com, the rueful... Oh, hey, they got him himself. The rueful really? 61-year-old star confirmed that the image is indeed genuine and revealed the hilarious story behind the candid snap. Quote, this is a real picture from just over three years ago. <laughs> he must be like, why are you asking me about this old <laughs> photo? On this particular evening, we had recently moved into our home in Hol- Holmby Hills. As we were unpacking, the house began to smell of skunk and our two dogs were saturated with the extremely toxic smell. The actor then explained that his family was forced to go and stay at their old Los Angeles home to avoid the nasty stench. Our little girl, Faith, was just months old, and we were choking on the fumes. We were worried about her well-being. I washed the dogs in tomato juice and some sort of dog shampoo. (laughs) Some sort of dog shampoo. Who knows what kind it was? (laughs) Not necessarily an improvement on the situation, so we evacuated the premises and took refuge in our old home on Linden Drive, just minutes away. The actor continued, as we drove there, Katie exclaimed, you stink. The minute we go, uh, get back to the house, I want you to take off your clothes and I will throw them in the boil wash. <laughs> yeah, this is, this goes on longer than I was expecting. The big... all, all their articles do. It's just like they repeat facts over yeah, and over. Right. I think it's just trying to get you to spend more time on there. Scrolling their... down, seeing more ads. Yeah, I think we get the idea. It's basically a skunk attack. Okay, so I wouldn't put that in. You Have were you like, seen the you photo? Said, Oh, wow, he looks amazing. 
But when you when you're saying, "I hear he's a bit of a bad person," all I know about him is he ate a burger naked. I wouldn't say that. that <laughs> no, I know. I actually, no, he's, I don't think I don't think he's actually a bad person. I think he's had he's had four wives. Um, Unlucky in love, not necessarily bad. What else? Is he a big? He's a big time Trump guy. I think he's a he's a cons- political conservative. I don't know if he's a Trump guy necessarily. But Get he, him. Can you find a, him in a MAGA hat? Obviously, <laughs> I do have a lot of Trump supporter listeners, so I want to say... I'm just putting that out there as <laughs> stuff I know about him. You would, what do you know? You're on editorialise. What do you think of Trump? You don't want to hear what I, <laughs> I've got to say. Not really, to be honest. Um, I don't think we have a lot of Trump supporters. Let me know if you are. Fascinated to hear from yeah. you. Um, I think we should make uh, Primates great again as well. Because mm. some of those early episodes were pretty good. Yeah, Mapper. yeah. Feels like we're <laughs> Mapper. <laughs> Mapka. Oh. Mapka, yeah. M- Mapka, <laughs> not not as good. Um, oh, all right. Everyone's his a his bloody sister critic. was murdered. Okay. Oh so God. Um, and he's a member of the Republican Party. Oh, I'm, okay. So I mean, I'm feeling guilty. I didn't laugh at his show. Now, I'm also yeah. I'm. I don't know why. I vaguely heard someone was saying he's a bad guy, but it sounds like uh, he just has. It would. I look. It. I. It's not. I. To me, it's not hard to believe that he's. Bad, uh, like a you know, not a nice guy or something. Like he, I, I mean, he's not an overly nice guy in the show. He's not like his character yeah, is. But he, I mean, nice. he's acting. Yeah, yeah, but he's uh, an it's actor. E- easy to believe that, that he also plays Sideshow Bob, another bad guy. He's yeah. great in Sideshow. He's so good. Yeah, at yeah, for sure. I think he's that, a really funny actor, and that must be his most actor. iconic role. Surely, <laughs> surely, would, genuinely, would be up there with Fraser. Would be his top two, I think. Sideshow Bob and Fraser. Then obviously Beast, right. X Men. Three, I think. Mm. Uh, so here's some stuff from Mental Floss about Fraser. The original idea for Fraser had nothing to do with Fraser Crane. Kelsey Grammer and the creative team behind Fraser originally thought that any use of the Dr. Crane character would encourage unfair comparisons to Cheers. So their initial ideas involved Grammer playing a paralyzed media mogul cared for by a street smart nurse in a Manhattan penthouse. Paramount. Paramount hated the idea and convinced all concerned that it would be unwise not to capitalise on the inbuilt, uh, bi- built-in Cheers audience. But I, obviously, they took the um, the in-house nurse idea and that survived. Cause, yeah. But they just brought in a dad character to make that necessary. Yep. Um, Fraser's creators wanted to set the show as far away from Boston as possible, so Cheers is set in Boston. Right, so on the other side. So of the they country. went all the way to the the northwest instead in Seattle. Uh, what a one, strange directive. Yeah, it is funny, isn't it? It's like we we don't want it to be associated with Cheers. Yeah. And they did, I mean, it's an entirely different show, mm. but um, it is a funny idea that they think that was important to move the, it to the Seattle. Geographically, it had to be further away. It's weird that I've never really seen the show and that if you stayed Seattle, I would think, oh, that's the that's where Fraser's set. So they did really yeah, it's a big, capitalize yeah, that's, it. Most pretty much all I know about Seattle is Seattle's the grunge scene from Fraser. Fraser Crane, Starbucks, Starbucks, oh. and uh, the soccer team, the Seattle Sounders, or something like right. that. And it used to be Supersonics as well. Oh, they used to have the Supersonics, Sean Kemp. Yeah, I think that's about all I know. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, so yeah, they, they were saying um, once it was agreed that he would uh, continue as Dr. Crane, the creators still wanted to distance themselves from Boston and the whole crossover syndrome. They knew that the network would insist on having former Cheers characters make guest appearances if the show was set anywhere <laughs> in Massachusetts. But they did do that. Yeah, they did occasionally. Woody Harrelson was on it. Yeah, but I think it, they they were able to hold that off until yeah, it was later like on. much later on in the show. Yeah. Um. So that's why they moved them across to Seattle. It's like they're like, there's no way that they'll be able to pressure us to make them get on a plane fictionally. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. like. There's no way Norm would fly. <laughs> yeah. He's not a flyer. It's part of his character that he doesn't fly. Yeah. They're all scared of planes. <laughs> and everything in, everything in Cheers, that is canon, including the fact that Fraser's yeah. dad is dead. Oh, no. He's only <laughs> dead on this coast. But it also says the gourmet <laughs> coffee scene was just taking root in that area in Seattle, which provided a central meeting place for the characters. Oh, uh, yeah, Cafe Nervosa. The creators didn't want Fraser Crane to work in a private practice since that had already been done on the Bob Newhart show. Oh. Um, and, a, and his and vo- voice seemed natural for radio. But it, it's interesting that as well, they, they really kind of changed his character quite a lot because he was a booze hound. He went to the bar. They wrote him to go to the bar every week, right, basically, yeah, right. on Cheers. Whereas and now he's, he, he sort of snubs his nose at, at oh, no, pubs. So, well, he drinks, yeah, but he doesn't go to a bar. Yeah. It's all wines and, and, and his dad goes to the pub and he'll Sherry. never go down to McGinty's with the his boys. Dad, with the boys. Come on, the boys love to see you. Um, there's a few other ones here that maybe aren't as uh, interesting for Fraser necessarily, but it just says uh, Lisa Kudrow was in line to play Ros Doyle. That would have been interesting. She actually won won the gig, but during the third day of rehearsals prior to filming the pilot, the producers realised that while Kudrow was certainly funny enough, she just wasn't forceful enough to match grammar when he went all out. Oh, that's interesting. But she would have been... That would have been at the height of Friends, right? I was expecting no. that to be... a Yeah, I was thinking that was going to be a different... She was on. She had a cameo or a recurring role on Mad About You. Yeah, right. Which is another big sitcom from the back that's in the day. Right. But Perry Gilpin's great. Who they went yes. with for Roz. Um, Kelsey Grammer sang the show's theme song, which we would all probably know. Evan mm. had goes a little something like this. Uh, baby, the blues are calling, <laughs> toss salads and scrambled eggs. He's doing it. And was that written for the show or is that like a song yeah. that I don't know? Well, let me no. read this paragraph because I, I don't <laughs> no. know what it's going to oh, say. Right, yeah. oh, no, I wasn't being a smart ass there. <laughs> I was just like, it may... Let me stop you right there. <laughs> it may answer. It may be unrelated. It says, composer Bruce Miller was given the challenging assignment of writing a theme song for the series that didn't specifically mention psychiatry, radio, or the name Frasier. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it would have been a little bit on the nose. Yeah. I so, Frasier's a psychologist <laughs> yeah, that's on true. the radio. <laughs> it's, it is, but I think it was smart. It says, lyricist Daryl Finesse came up with the cryptic phrase Toss salad and scrambled eggs as a metaphor for the mixed-up patients that Dr. Crane saw regularly. Yeah. I never realised that's what it was. No, that's what it is. about people with mental health issues as scrambled eggs. Right. Yeah. It's a metaphor. It was a different time. Miller originally envisioned Mel Torme singing the theme over the closing credits, but the producers preferred to employ Grammar's golden throat. <laughs> Dave, that, you're known as the golden tonsils of podcasting. 
I certainly don't have a golden throat. You've never no. been described as a golden throat? <laughs> uh, furnishing Fraser's apartment was an expensive task. You noticed the old couch, Dave. Yeah, that's right. It was certainly didn't go along with the, the uh, art on the wall or the baby grand piano. He's obviously a very successful radio host. Is that right? Yeah, he's, he's a, a wealthy man um, in the show. That's certainly part of his character. He's very posh, appreciates artwork. Um, right, but there's that horrid, horrid chair. Apparently, yeah, which co- obviously uh, is a point of contention. It costs half a million to um, to furnish the apartment. Yeah, right. I guess they're real pieces. Yeah. Um, the Coco Chanel replica sofa mm. uh, costs 15 grand. Yeah, right. Um, uh, even Martin's eyesore of a recliner was on the pricey side. Since the prop department couldn't find an appropriately ugly chair at any second-hand store, the chair was <laughs> eventually covered with tape and covered with fabric purchased from an exclusive shop that specialised in deliberately tacky 1970s-era textiles. Yeah, right. That's okay. funny. I reckon you could have figured that out in an easier way. Uh, it's gen- a uh, it's a metaphor for the show. Um, I'm trying to remember the very first episode of uh, of the show. They they talk about the decor in his apartment, and ah, oh, I wish I knew the quote. But um, he's um, it's I, th- I think he's I think what he says is it's it's uh, eclectic style. So it's not like. It's the, it, it, they're not all things that that kind of necessarily. It's not a, a single style, you know, that he's, he's picked everything from. It's it's an eclectic style. It's a a bunch of um, different style pieces, uh, but they all work well together. Um, which is a metaphor for the characters in the show. Oh, beautiful, oh. a beautiful metaphor, I'd say. <laughs> metaphor for the tossed salad and scrambled uh, eggs yes. on the show. And oh that's my, it's oh obviously <laughs> it's obviously why the show is so successful is because the the characters go so well together. That's Niles is is so great playing off against Frasier. The part David was Hyde Pierce for him, is apparently. perfect. Yeah, well he's he's yeah, because you look at David Hyde Pierce and he's just like he is so perfectly Frasier's brother. Um and Marty's so great and his dad and 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 Roz. Everyone's so great. Even BB is a great character introduced later in the show. BB is a great character. Yeah, um, bit of a shrewd though. <laughs> eh? Expect to see her riding on a broom. <laughs> She's a lot of fun. Um, Says there's uh, another fact here: the cast member who received the most fan mail isn't the one you might expect. <gasps> Please oh. make it Eddie. It is Eddie. <laughs> yes. Uh, and wow. Also, uh, Moose, who played Eddie when it retired at the age of ten. After the end of this season, season seven, his son Enzo took over the role. Mm. Oh, how cute! The role he was born to play. Um, and then there's a few. There's a bunch. Fuck, this is a long listicle. Uh, I'll post <laughs> it in the show notes. Um, but the last one I think is pretty interesting. Grammar is the first actor to score Emmy nominations. You'll love this kind of factoid. I do love stuff like this. Grammy is the. F- Grammar is the first actor to score Emmy nominations for playing the same character on three different series. That's cool. That is a cool um, fact. I guess they're all in a shared universe, obviously. They inherently must be. Cheers and Frasier, obviously, but also uh, for a guest appearance on Wings. Wow. And you got an Emmy, nomina- Emmy nomination for, for a guest appearance yeah, on Wings. Isn't that amazing? It's wow. funny. Like, they're, they're, 
I've never watched an Emmys, but they must go for so long if they're doing guest appearance. Best guest Emmys? appearance on Wings. <laughs> what an award. <laughs> what <are> we... <laughs> the nominees are. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, this, is made, this has rekindled my love of Frasier. That's something I do uh, around this time of year, although this is Boxing Day, but uh, at the festive <laughs> time of year, I often watch the old... Cause they do a Christmas episode each yep. season as well. And I think they're lined up on um, one of the streaming services here. Yeah. So I often go through and watch them. It's sort of like you're racing, you're racing through yeah. the whole uh, ten series or whatever, one episode at a time. But it's a very, it's it's one of these shows that I've watched through a few times in yep. my life. It's really easy to watch. Obviously, twenty-two minute episodes, sitcom. It's just some episodes are obviously a bit tedious and it's hit and miss. Um, but the characters are always fun. Where would you put this episode? Is it tedious and hit and miss, or is it is it just fine, or is it? It's fine. You said, you said it wasn't a great one. It's not great. It's fine. I think my favorite episode maybe is, I think it's the last episode of season one. It's called My Coffee with Niles, and it's um, it feels like that's it. They got really confident with the characters because a lot of these shows they start off and it's all like, oh, you know, like everyone's starting out. Yeah. Um, and uh, they have to kind of get a feel for it. Season ones of shows typically, you know, aren't the best seasons. Um, like Star Trek: The Next Generation is another example of that. Where it's that's just, a great it's example. That's what I was thinking of as well. Yeah. Star Rocky. Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, the one <laughs> I actually. A lot of shows. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm watching through at the moment, and that that's the about first, first season. season. Yeah, Seinfeld's Seinfeld, a pretty weak first yeah. season. The U.S. Office, Simpsons, probably. I think you'd uh, say it's one of, maybe. Yeah. I. It's a very different show. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot more. It's nicer and sort of more of a like, almost like family messaging and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I liked that element of The Simpsons right. that it has clearly lost. Anyway, um, yeah. So and it's it's so it's yeah end of end of the first season, and they've obviously gotten much more comfortable with the characters, and it's yeah. So it's called My Coffee with Niles, and it's just Frasier and the supporting characters um, at the coffee shop for the whole episode. And they're, I think they're all, they're just hovering for a table, basically, trying to get a table. Oh, and yes, it's just a conversation, but it's, uh, the whole thing is just a conversation between Fraser and Niles um, with the other characters sort of coming in and out sort of thing. Is it like a, would it have been a bottle episode or whatever they call it? Yeah, that's, yeah, it would have been a bottle episode. But the, um, you understand that you would know that. No, I don't actually so know. I think the basic idea of a bottle episode is it's a way of them stretching the budget. So the bottle episodes are cheaper to make because they're really small, often in one scene, one set. It almost they often occur almost in real time. Yeah, and it means that probably another episode will have taken that episode's budget to do some sort of a big production piece. I, that's my understanding. That might not be in my. Right. I I don't know if this is true or not, but but. I, I associate that as a Star Trek thing because it's because of ship in a bottle, oh, and they do episodes right. on on the ship and they don't go anywhere else. But I might be making that up entirely. But some of my favorite episodes of shows are bottle episodes, like uh, like Star Trek: Next Generation, which is another one of my all time favorite shows. Um, there's some great bottle episodes. Episodes like Remember Me. Um, it it's just all on the ship and it's because it kind of it it gives you a constraint for the writers to actually write something interesting in a smaller setting where you can't just go out and have you know doing things out and about it's it forces the writers the writers to be a bit more creative and often will just write more uh character driven stuff 
So according to Wikipedia, which is a, a website that has a lot of different info oh, yeah. on about different topics, it says a uh, bottle episode is produced cheaply and restricted in scope to use as few non-regular cast members' effects and sets as po- possible. Bottle episodes are usually shot on sets built for other episodes, frequently the main interior sets for a series and consist largely of dialogue and scenes for which no special preparations are needed. They are also commonly used when one script has fallen through and another has to be written at short notice. Bottle episodes have also been used for dramatic effect with the limited setting and cast allowing us for a slower pace and deeper exploration of character traits and motives. Yeah. They list a bunch of examples, including My Coffee with Niles. Oh, yeah, great. Um, they also There's a Rick and Morty one, which is interesting because it's a, yeah, a cartoon and the sets and that sort of stuff aren't right, the, the Chinese restaurant episode of Sunset. That's the first one that's mentioned. Yeah, yep. right, yeah. Uh, there's a, a West Wing episode. There's a Friends episode. Brooklyn Nine Nine X Files. Dave, you're a big oh, fan. What X Files? There's several early episodes uh, <laughs> were conceived as bottle episodes, including Space, Darkness Falls, and the well-received Ice. Although these ran over budget. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> right? Yeah, I remember Darkness Falls and, and Ice. Yeah, they well, they are sort of in one location, but they still had to make it. Darkness Falls are in like a a forest. Oh, right. Yeah, that doesn't... I suppose, yeah, with, like, log. It's like a log crew. Yep. And they're all yeah stuck there. Yeah, I suppose I can see I can see that, but I guess with the X-Files, it's not like they were stuck in the office or something for one episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if that was a set that was being used for another episode already or... Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, but, yeah, they did say it ran over budget, so maybe... Yeah. maybe. <laughs> They're like, Oops. let's build. We're doing a bottle episode. All right, let's build a forest set. Yeah. Oh no. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm won over yet again by Evan's passion for <laughs> Frasier. But I was, I was just thinking when I was saying about how I, the most I watch Frasier these days. It used to be on nightly on free to air TV, which Dave grew up with Foxtel, so that's why he was able to avoid it. It was big uh, on TV One. It was big on TV One. But I watched I, it a lot on TV One. But I just never, never saw it. But watching the Christmas episodes was interesting because you can see how much they they wouldn't like the back the canon didn't really matter. So one Christmas episode phrase is very particular about the decorations. It has to be this way, and then oh, the next right. year they'll be different. Yeah, it's like right. oh, if you just not in one year you don't care about them anymore. Oh, I've never I thought, noticed that thought before, this was yeah. a tradition that you always had, mm. which you wouldn't notice watching seasonally, but yeah. when I'm watching a marathon of all the Christmas episodes, like, oh, that's funny. He's um, it's very up and down and those sort of things. Mm. But like I said before, the dad was dead in Cheers and brought back to life. <laughs> so, I mean, these are smaller details, I yeah. suppose. We normally give a, a banana score, Dave, uh, for the episode scene. Um, how big's your bunch and, and how many bananas would you give it? So, it... The say there's a bunch of six bananas. Is that is that how many bananas you'd buy in a bunch? Oh, I usually buy three. I reckon three. Okay, well that's what people normally go off the the bunch they buy. But that's up to you. You can use it however you like. Uh, out of three, if you like, half, half of three, <laughs> half, half, half a banana, half a banana, half a banana. Are half. you writing the show? Or I guess you're writing the whole series based on this episode. Or are, yeah, we, so are we talking about this episode? Or are we talking? Yeah, about talking about this episode. Okay. This, this episode. I think that. Basically, I've started eating the banana that I've realised that the back half is rotten, and yep. I'm, I don't. I've got two more bananas over here. Don't worry about it. Throw it in the bin. You're right. Oh, they're in the bin. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but also, I'm trying not to be super negative and shit on your favourite program. It is definitely. 
I've just seen one episode and I'm seeing the whole series through that prism. And and you're seeing it 20 years after it was made. Yeah, yeah. I think if I started it now, I don't, I don't think I'd feel as strongly about it. Don't, and my, don't my feel dad, bad. Only a few weeks ago, Evan absolutely shat on one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> oh, which one? Absolutely shat all over it. What movie? Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, right. I actually haven't seen it, but I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah, but there's not really nostalgia attached to that. Well, it's pretty recent nostalgia. Yeah. And the reason the show exists. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so, I, yeah, not trying to be rude, but I just was a bit like, oh, I would. To your question don't before, watch I would say... Um, I would say it is less less good than an average Frasier episode. I reckon okay. from my memory, and which the bulk of it is is hazy, but even mm. based on the Christmas episodes, I'd say uh, it would be pretty low. I'd say in the in the bottom sort of rungs. I'd say you know bottom twenty percent ish of quality. Yeah, I'd say it's probably middle of the road. Right. So I'm just I'm looking back through rose colored glasses, maybe. Maybe. Um, so what would you give it, Evan? I ah, oh, man, it's hard. Yeah, because what you, yeah. Well, if you want, just give Fraser the 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 broader series of banana score. Oh well, it'd get a good score. I yeah. give it nine out of ten bananas. Great, that's a lot of bananas. That's a lot of bananas. So you got you a big, that's that a big many. bunch. That's You're unlikely than... to even get a, a a bunch that big. Yeah, yeah. Big and if you did, diet. you wouldn't finish it in a week. No, they'd all go bad. But that's how hungry you are for bananas. <laughs> You're probably modern day Peter Siddle. My dad doesn't like this show. What? He's an Australian cricketer who famously eats a lot of bananas. Oh, okay. Is he, is he, and he's also a modern day person. Right. Is he like a famously vegan guy? Yeah, that's he, why he, he, so he became vegan when he was already in the Australian team. And uh, in the macho world of Australian cricket, that led to a lot of derision from cricket fans. <laughs> he, he sort of he slimmed right down, but it was real trim, and he just ate a lot of bananas. Right. Well, <laughs> let's not forget that Shane Warne took uh, baked beans to India, and those are definitely vegan. So. Yeah. Yeah, baked beans. I'm a recent convert to baked beans. I love them. I, I, mm. as a kid, they were. I think it was weird to have sweet, the because they're quite sweet for beans. Mm, sweet tomato. I've always loved. Mm. I've always loved kidney beans, sour beans, <laughs> and but I hated tomato soup as a kid. All it was right. strange to have a sweet. I don't know. There's something that weirded me out about it, and I think there was a flow-on effect of baked beans. But now over in England, we had that buffet breakfast at that place. Baked beans, <laughs> eggs, toast. Oh, so good. Heaven. Come on. This isn't getting veggie with... <laughs> are, we do, are we doing... Are we getting beanie? Getting beanie with the boys. <laughs> You're not specific. Okay, getting beanie with the boys. Um, we should wrap up this week's episode of Getting Beanie with the Boys, but we'll come back and do a, a full episode of that sometime <laughs> in the future, I'm Fantastic. sure. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm going to give Fraser as a broader series... And this is only from my memory and mind's eye. Not quite a nine out of ten, but I I did love it as well. Mm. Uh, as a as a teen, probably, or as a boy, uh, and I would say probably like five out of seven bananas. Oh, that's pretty good, and of, of a perfect sort of quality. My my dad never liked the 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 humor that the often they'll they'll uh, create humor from um, uncomfortable situations, like it's a um, Misunderstandings. Yeah, misunderstandings and that sort of thing. And my dad didn't like that sort of thing. It just sort of makes him uncomfortable rather than yeah. funny cringe, and funny. Cringe comedy. Yeah. And they're like when that sort of stuff does happen, like they do fall on fall back on that as a comedy thing, which is a kind of lazy sometimes. I think it's funniest when it's 
the like character jibes are the funniest part of it. Right. Because uh, the characters are so good. As, especially, yeah, especially when they're both of them are up to it and it's, you sort of, you yeah. love and hate them all. But I, I think, yeah, it was funny watching it today because it, it was, you could see the writing of the jokes, which yeah. often, they're definitely the weaker jokes. Yeah, you go, oh, you can see, you can see the setup and, and you can see with some of them coming. Yep. Uh, as, uh, maybe Roz or Daphne was, I think it was Daphne was walking to the door saying how, um, I'm really good at um, saying things are good even though they're bad. And you're like, oh, well, someone she doesn't like at the door. And then yeah. it was Bibi, And she said, oh, it's great to see you. You know, those ones have sort of been. But that's fun. Yeah, it's a, that one's sort of fun. That one's all, in my mind, I'm like, that's almost like an old sort of theatery kind of joke. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's laughing because they know what's coming. Yeah. But then there was that one about cigarettes. And it was just such a long wind up for a blowing smoke up your ass joke. Yeah. That was like a 30 second setup, <laughs> it felt like. <laughs> like, why is she asking for a smoke? Where's it? Obviously, this is going. Oh, there it is. <laughs> blowing smoke joke. And it felt good. We all mm. laughed real hard at it. <laughs> uh, so, the other thing we normally do, Dave. Um, one of our first guests, in fact, the first guest ever on this show was Andy Matthews, who you would know as some sort of scientist. He told us that your favourite chimp, the common chimp, shares about 98% DNA with humans, Andy's favourite chimp. And um, we normally say at this point, how much of ourselves as, as a percentage do we see in the on-screen monkey? In this case, Bo, not a monkey at all, an ape named Bobo the Chimp. Oh right! Did well, you see any characteristics in yourself? I'm at a, I'm at a two percent because I'm a terrible chef. Yeah, he oh. he's a fantastic chef. That little guy. I'd Bobo love to have him around. I'd love to have him crack around. Crack an egg? No, not like that. <laughs> what is, not, I don't have the strength of a chef. Right, right. What's the two percent that you share? Is it sort of the the fun nature? Yeah, yeah, and the little outfits. <laughs> no, I, I, I like the clothes of a chef. But he I was just, pretty adorable. He in was that he chef's was very outfit. cute. I think I did look quite cute in a chef's outfit, but. Yeah. But I can't do any of the practical tasks, right. which was his big selling point. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's why he was there. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Evan? Uh, I'm also pretty low on the percentage, I'd say. Maybe like a, a 15. I can crack an egg. Yeah. Um, it actually reminded me, uh, Bobo's performance reminded me a lot of your work on uh, Jiminy James, the gaming show. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So it's interesting that you didn't see. Yeah, that. we both we both uh, you know uh, present shows, I suppose. Yeah, um, with good grace and humour. But I uh, but I like Fraser. I wouldn't pick on Fraser like he did. Right, that was just mean. You like Fraser the character, but do you like him as a person? Kelsey Grammer or Fraser? Fraser the character. Uh, you mean like if I if he was a real person, yeah. would I like him as a person? I'm not sure. Uh, I probably depends on the week. I'm sympathetic. Yeah, I. Um, it does. It sort of feels like he's hard, he he's he wants to be good. Yeah, he's flawed. He does redeem himself. Like he does bad things, but he redeems himself. Like he's at the end of the day, he's a good person. I think he learns lessons. Yeah, most weeks. What was his lesson this week? Felt like it. That was all felt a bit flimsy. I think yeah, because like, in the end, he keeps the radio job, but only because Niles kind of. Berates him into it. No, well, he talks him around. He's, he explains what's important in his life. As his, his dad's his... choking on a peanut. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, at his core, he's a he's a doctor and he's helping people. And I think that's yeah, know, no, he understands that's that that's what's that's more important than a vanity project of the TV. Even though the radio show is a vanity project as well, at least he's he's helping people there because um, he's listening. He's listening. Yes. 
Uh, I'd say, uh, yeah, I'd, Bobo and me, I reckon we're, you know, we're kind of like pretty thick as thieves. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. I'd say I'm like 64%. Yeah. Wow. You love eggs. I love cooking. <clears throat> yep. Uh, and I I love a bit of banter. Which is after that producer <laughs> yelled banter a lot. Yeah, the show really changed, <laughs> and the rest of the show was that the producer's role was introducing the fact that they were they were going to have to cancel if there wasn't a replacement co-host. Yeah. Then he yelled banter, 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 banter. Yeah. And Great then producing. The rest of his role was laughing at the jo- on-screen jokes. Yeah. Which weren't, you know, that. That's so you know that it's now going well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't super convincing. <laughs> What, the character of the, the char- producer? Yeah, his laugh, I'm not buying that laugh. He wasn't thinking of something funny. That's what He's I would have done. All As the an way actor, the <laughs> I would have been thinking, I'm like, this isn't funny. I'm thinking of something funny. Now I'm laughing. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> that is good. That is a good memory I just uh, had then. All right, so now is time for the Patreon thank you section, Dave. You'd be familiar with a lot of these people because they support not only this show, but also your other two shows, Book Cheat and Do Go On. Thank you so much. And my other show, Listen Now Podcast. This whole, uh, whatever, what do you call it, a stable? Yes, I Each love that. Each of them a thoroughbred. Oh, yes, it's <laughs> stallion. Obviously, Book Cheat is a little faster and more nimble than the relatively unfit primates, but they're all still horses in the same stable. Okay. <laughs> Evan, does this make sense to you? Does he do this every week? Yeah, we do this every week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you get you getting the seven? Uh, so uh, one of the rewards, you can get all sorts of re- rewards, including bonus episodes. We just recorded one, Dave, earlier, uh, which we, was all a, a very Christmassy theme. Yeah, very episode. Christmas one. Talked about our dream Christmas. And there's another a live bonus episode going up uh, this week about cryptids. Were any of them primates? Yeah. Uh, Often cryptids could be. Could I mean, yeah, I suppose they. I mean, they could be. Like Yours is about a killer worm. I, yeah, I talked about what? It. the Mongolian death worm. Yeah, I talked wow. about a devil, which I feel that's a human yeah, word. that's a primate. Oh yeah. Well, this sounds interesting. I'll have to listen to that. Podcast. Yeah, you should listen to it. Well, what was that? Do go on. Yeah. Right. Great. Well, the, it's a Patreon bonus episode. Oh, I'm a patron. You are a patron. What a guy! Thanks, Thanks so much, Evan. This oh, I can't wait to get around to thanking you on here. That's going to be. Oh, weird. am I going to be on there? Yeah, if you want to be. But uh, do I have to do anything to do that? Yes. Oh. you got to write down your favourite primate. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> your favourite primate, which is human. <laughs> yeah, you get that opportunity every episode. Yeah. Uh, so I normally read out, <laughs> one of the other rewards is uh, I'll read out uh, their favourite primate or whatever primate fact they want to give us. This week, I'd love to thank Insigniate. And Ooh. they say, keeping this short, my favourite primate is a particularly gamey species called Munro Smithicus Evani. <laughs> and I think it's a choice your second banana will find it hard to pass. Over to you, Matt. <laughs> Insigniate. Thank you so much. That's a great suggestion. Evan, any thoughts on the Munro Smithicus uh, Evani? Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find one just Googling now, but, uh, but uh, look, it's... It does sound good. Yeah. It's a beautiful name. Great name. Uh, thank you so much, Insigniate. <laughs> And I'm sorry if I'm getting that wrong. I'd also love to thank Niklas Olofsson, who writes, Andy's mum is a better primate than Andy because she's smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I have no memory of Andy's mum from Toy Story. Right. My, when you uh, said Andy, I went to Andy Matthews. Oh, yes. Then oh. now I get you. 
I was um, like, why are we talking about Andy Matthews and how hot he is? Uh, well, I mean, Andy's a hot man. Good looking guy. Great Good looking family. They're all, I mean, I'd say all the Matthews are hot. Beautiful build. But is Andy in Toto's mum? I don't remember what she looks like. I either. can't picture Is she it. like a cut off head? Do we not see her yeah, face? I'm... No, I think you do see her. There she is. Oh. She's a, you oh, know, yeah. a, a mum character. They... Yeah. They've yep. hit the brief of a nice mum. Yeah. yeah pretty generic uh, white American mother. I, like. Right. Um, That's a, you're calling that generic mum. Well, Nicholas <laughs> Olofsson disagrees, saying she's smoking hot, spelt H-A-W-T. Hey, whatever gets you going, man. That's cool. Uh, what I just found an article that says the true identity of Andy's mum in Toy Story may blow your mind. Oh, I doubt it. But it's the true it. identity. Uh, all right. I have to read this article very quickly. What? <laughs> what? I was telling you his mind is blown. From Woody Hot mom. I haven't seen the uh the the spelling hot for a while. H A W T. Hot. That's you know he means it. Yeah, you know he's lent right into it. Uh while Evan's reading. Evan, keep one ear on this. John Paul Hoare writes... Oh, he's a, a Game of Game uh, fan. Well, uh, maybe he'll also mention you. It's really... It's turned into a real <laughs> Evan fest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, John Paul writes, uh, Okay, Matt, I've been thinking about this for a while. A lot of the cool primates have been mentioned multiple times already, but I'm sorry to say I have to agree with the second banana. The best primates are humans. Specifically, the host of the Gamey Gaming Game Show. Not sure if you've heard of him, Evan Munro Smith. Oh, that's nice. I mean, this name is the it. second person to say <laughs> that I'm the best primate. Two out of three. This is wild. <laughs> Evan Munro Smith. Uh, I mean, name me one other human that looks so innocent yet puts boys in walls. Oh, that's a gaming game reference. That is a gaming game reference. And knowing him, he probably calls them all Andy. Anyway, love you all, <laughs> and I hope you didn't go on too long. Uh, I hope I didn't go on too long. Uh, so, Dave, there's a gaming game running joke where Evan puts boys in walls. I I don't think I saw the episode where it originates, so I'm baffled by it every time. But uh, listeners should definitely check out Gaming Gaming Game, uh, which there will be a link to in the show notes. Thank ah. you so much, John Paul. So go check out our Christmas episode. Yes. It's a, bit of fun. It's a blockbuster. Oh, yeah. There's a lot, lot going on. Andy's in it. Not from Toy Story. Andy Matthews. Oh. <gasps> Uh, as Santa. Your second favourite Andy. It's a really fun segment where we put games in the, the old Santa buckets. Um, the so the, the old consen- Santa buckets. Santa's got his buckets. Anyway, it's fun. Go check it out on YouTube. So th- this article that I've found, um, uh, it, it's, it's, it's their uh, conspiracy theory that Andy's mum is Emily, who is uh, Jesse's previous owner. So Jesse's uh, uh, Woody's, the, 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 the cowgirl. Yep. Uh, to to Woody's cowboy, um, they're saying she's changed her name. Uh, yes. Well, no, you don't even find out. They, they don't say oh. what Andy's mother's name is. Right. Oh, okay. So <laughs> they've changed her name to Andy's mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. And and how does that how's that explained? And why should I care? It's explained uh, in great detail. Okay. So go check that out. Is it worth looking looking into? Maybe we should do an episode about it. Okay. No, we great. Should. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's still the Barrel of Monkeys connection. 
We did two episodes based on one barrel of monkeys. <laughs> did two Toy Story episodes. That was astounding. And that got a few people's noses out of joint. Mm. And we don't shy away from that here at Primates. <laughs> I know you'd pander at Book Cheap. bold show. You'd rarely do any episodes on Toy Story at all, let alone two in two weeks. Crazy. <laughs> uh, and finally, Con- Connor Tyrrell writes, and I, uh, Connor, I'm pretty sure I met Connor maybe in when we were in Ireland, Dave. Uh, he started the Great Mates Facebook group, uh, Sports Mate Sports Posting. <laughs> all right. Hopefully, I'm right there. He he writes, "Hey Matt, I'm a new patron." So I've never given my favorite primate, so I hope this is okay. Connor, I'll give you the okay. <laughs> my favorite primate is the squirrel monkey because my surname rhymes with squirrel. Don't worry if you pronounce oh. it wrong at the start. No, you I didn't, you though. You, did, you pronounced it right. Oh, great. Tyrrell, squirrel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it depends on how you pronounce squirrel. Oh, because Americans might pronounce it squirrel. 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 Oh. But Connor Turrell. Connor Turrell. Connor Turrell. Oh, yeah, interesting. Squirrel. 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 Do they say squirrel? I love that. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> oh, depends on where. I love that. Do you think do you think Andy's mum pronounces it squirrel? <laughs> yeah, I do. Squirrel like squirrel. Hey, squirrel monkeys are cute. Yes. Uh he goes on to say the common squirrel monkey or squirrel monkey isn't currently threatened, luckily, and like most New World monkeys and diurnal and uh, they are diurnal, which I don't know if that's how I'm Di- saying it right, but that means day, day nocturnal. Day nocturnal. Uh, and they're on, arboreal. Day noct- as in the day version of nocturnal. Di- so like us, diurnal. normal. Yeah. Just what, call it normal. What most people. normal Well, style. unless you do night shift. <laughs> Much like Andy's mum. Normal. Right. Normal Merle. Ah, Di- all diurnal. Connects. The noun in diurnal is short for normal. <laughs> They're also arboreal, which means uh, tree-bound, I believe. Oh, oh. they just ate arbor- arboreal rice. That's actually possibly also true. Uh, and Connor says, possibly taking a bit of a gamble there, thanks for another great episode. <laughs> 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 You've rolled the dice on that one. I'm not sure how you'll feel about it. That does bring us to the end of the episode. Uh, give us a five-star review if you have time, and I might read it out on a future episode. Um, I don't have time to do it now because we've got a... Get out of here uh, before the next pod comes in. Mm. But uh, where can people find you, Dave? Hello. I love if you gave. <laughs> uh, do go on and listen if you haven't already listened to our What's other an show? episode you recommend? You would recommend to someone oh, who's a was... primate, primate oh, lover? Oh, primate lover. We did a Bigfoot episode. Yeah, listen to the Bigfoot one. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. But we've done a lot of cryptoids or cryptids. Yeah, heaps of cryptids. Um... What's one of your recent favorites? I really like the uh, Sealand episode we did. Oh, that's just I, yeah. that's top of my mind because someone tweeted today saying, "Hey, you should do Sealand," and I was like, "We did it, <laughs> yeah, a couple of months ago." So that's yeah, fun when people um, uh, suggest. Yeah, I was like, "Check out one nine seven, I think it was something like that. Yeah, um, and my other show, Book Cheat, which I just put out the our Christmas special uh, last week, Twelfth Night Shakespeare's play. Oh, Twelfth Night, yeah, one With, of the bests of all the nights. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's a, that's a fun show that will be coming back you, uh, early next year. Do you know this is a fact, Dave? Fortnite is short for 14 nights. Ah, what a fun fact there. Love that. Uh, that term's still hung around, but uh, 12th night, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. No one says it Trying anymore. to bring it back. Trying to bring it back. <laughs> uh, Evan, people can find you on Gaming Game. You've already plugged it, but yeah. the easiest way to get there is gaming, gamygame.com. Yeah, or go to YouTube and just search for Gaming Game. And there'll be a link. There'll be a link to all this stuff in the show notes anyway. 
People can find Primates Online at Primates Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and the other one. What's the other one? Twitter. Twitter. And uh, that's all the time we have for you. Uh, I think maybe <laughs> this is the last episode of the year, or maybe, we'll, yeah. If it comes out Boxing Day, it will be. Yeah, so this. thanks so much for being with me in 2019. I'll have a vote for the... Primate of the decade going out. Wow. So Please listen. don't vote for Andy from Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's not an option. Really? All right. That is, you know that'll win though. No. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'll put that out soon and just follow us on on the social media if you want to see that and vote and we'll do an episode about that early in the new year. Um and yeah, but thanks so much for joining. It's been a whole lot of fun again this year. And thank you so much for joining us, Evan and Dave. And Dave, I don't know if you know this about the show, but we it was, the guest always riffs the outro. It's like a primate-related goodbye, and we pretend like they said every week. So oh, thanks yeah. so much for joining us, Evan and Dave. And Dave, as we always say here at Primates Podcast, Primates forever! <laughs> <laughs>